0: it's all brought us here to where we are now. So I think like we've, I'm pretty grateful for just about everything that's happened in the past few years.
1: And what is up? It is white trash Donnie with the sloppy syndicate show. Pleasure having you join us. We are streaming on Twitch and YouTube as well as all the major streaming platforms. Um, so we have none other than Planet Mercury. They are a pop punk, pop rock band based out of Massachusetts. So if you like uh, the sound of Newfound Glory, Green Day, uh, and those kinds of bands, this is right up your alley. Um, so I definitely got some Green Day vibes out of some of their songs. Uh, so without further ado, let's go ahead and bring in Kristen Michaela from Planet Mercury. So how are we doing? <laughs> All right. Great to be here,
2: Mr. Donnie. Oh. So
1: it's a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. And, um, based out of Massachusetts, as we said, and yep. uh, you guys just got off a four week tour, I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, it was about three weeks. Um, three weeks okay. We did like, I'll say like 14 shows, maybe um, just a rough estimate, yeah. but it was a really good time.
1: Oh, very cool. Um, so your newest release is, uh, it's an odd feeling, feeling at odds. Um, so tell us a little bit about that album. Um, there's a, that is a 10 song, uh, a full album, not an EP. Um, so just uh, off the top of the bat, normal now and comatose are my top two songs off of that to record. So um, record is well done. And I just I get so many vibes from that from that album itself. So I get Green Day vibes. I get um, like New Found Glory, Blink 182. There's just so many old school kind of pop, uh, pop punk, pop rock kind of um uh, sounds within all those songs. So, uh, what's up, E-Rock? Thanks for joining us. Pleasure to have you. So, yeah, go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the band, what you do, Chris, what you do, Michaela, and uh, take it from there.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I, whoop, <laughs> um, no, I play guitar um, and do backing vocals. And Pat, who's not here, plays bass and does backing vocals and screaming stuff. And Chris does.
2: And I... Uh... Yeah, what's up? I'm Chris, and I sing uh, leads and do some rhythm guitar here and there. And then I actually drummed on the record and sang um, you know, harmonies and and backing vocals on that as well. And I think I have a couple guitar parts in there too. But yeah, we started working on that record, I think, in the fall and winter of 2019. Um, And yeah, I had just kind of joined the group, and it was just a real fun opportunity to like hit the ground running and start working on, I think Honest was one of the first ones that we wrote for that together in like September of that year. And okay. we just kind of started out as a, like a, a jam based off of an idea that one of us had had, and then just kept smacking it. And then just ironing out the, uh, ironing out the other songs, you know, um, bit by bit. And then we had a wonderful opportunity to work with Mike Dwyer at the Bunker Recordings in, uh, upstate New York and Cairo, and he just had a great spot where we could like just really make everything come to life. With it was really comfortable too, you know, and uh, just great to see it all happen.
1: All right. And so prior to the full release album, we've had two EPs. Um, so uh, 2019 and 2018. So you both had uh, 2018. You had a three-song EP. 2019, uh, you had a six-song EP, and then uh, 2021, you had the full uh, full album. Um, so I'm going to take a wild guess at uh, some of your influences, uh, you know, based off of your sound. So I would say, you know, Newfound Glory and, you know, kind of the pop rock, pop punk. Um, so tell tell the listeners and I some of your, your biggest influences in the music industry and, and what kind of drew you into the music scene?
0: For me, like... I definitely listen to, like, pop punk music, but I wouldn't even, like, call it, like, what inspires me to do music. It's kind of weird. Like, I enjoy playing it, but, like, I don't listen to it as much as I play it. Okay. Um, well, the band that, like, really made me be, like, I got to, like, be in a band and play music was uh, a band called Against Me. I saw them, like, twice in two weeks many years ago, and I was, like, I just, like, couldn't get enough, and I, I just had to do it. And then I want to say, like, not even six months later... I was at a Green Day show and I didn't know this at the time, but I was actually like standing right next to Pat, our bass player. Uh, we were in the exact same section in the pit. Um, and then like two weeks or so after that, we met up and realized we were at the same show and the rest is history. So. Oh, that's wild. That's wild. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Wild.
1: Right. And uh, Chris?
2: Yeah. Um, for me, you know, my, my first instrument was like, drums playing pots and pans on the floor when I was like two and I just like I was around music a lot my dad was in like a 50s and 60s classic rock cover band kind of a deal Um, so I think that's what kind of like really made me kind of feel it um, and get you know into that and then I started listening to I think I just moved and I was like eight and I heard American Idiot for the first time and I was like dude guitar kind of rips so started getting into that and like a lot of pop punk like Blink, some 41, a lot of Green Day and all that good stuff. And then sticking with that throughout, you know, like middle school, high school, and just like keeping up with that type of stuff. But yeah, Newfound Glory is great. Um, I think All Downhill from Here was a one of their great records from like the early 2000s that I'd heard in high school. And I was like, damn, this is neat. So yeah, it's just cool to have different, you know, um, like Mikayla was saying, just kind of different inspirations for background and then like how we all kind of come together and add what we've you know borrowed from that
1: um yeah definitely cool. so uh i did go to a green green day concert as well this was uh, many years ago in orlando um and they put on one of the of the best stage shows you know stage presence wise that you can can okay. see you know and they typically bring up a young fan you know give them the good gu- mm-hmm. let them play the guitar and then here yeah. you go they they leave with the guitar so um uh, pretty unique experience especially if the young you're the young kid that gets selected to uh, go up and play guitar on the stage with Green Day so um, we got a pretty good question in the chat here Uh, so this comes from Vato Um, how did you guys come up with the name Planet Mercury?
0: (laughs) I was so bad when people ask this question because it's really like it doesn't have a meaning or anything like I was just like before the band started um, I was putting music on Bandcamp and I just didn't want to put my own name on it. And for whatever reason, that was the first thing that came to mind. And okay. then when we formed the band, we just kept it. And like, I think it's, well, while well, it doesn't have meaning, I think it's somehow still fitting. Um, and like, we just never changed it. And I guess like assuming everyone else is cool with it, like five years deep, no one's right <laughs> brought up an issue with it. So that's just. And it's catchy it too. Was. So,
1: you know, planet yeah. Mercury. So you're like, hmm, you know, so kind of intriguing on that. So um <laughs> And keep the questions coming, folks. We will be here for uh, probably about 30, 40 minutes. I uh, try to keep the show around there so we don't take too much of your time. And, uh, you know, I know you're busy. As you said, you just got off the road. Um, so I am thankful that you guys even came on the show and uh, gave me the time to uh, get to know the band and uh, let the fans get to know the band a little bit better. Um, so what was the hardest song on the newest album that you created? Oh boy. Right, putting a, you on the spot, I know. Question. So,
2: <laughs> Well, I don't know, I mean like when we first started playing through Earthquake, I was like, this is gonna be it's... big and this is gonna be <laughs> fast and yeah. maybe we can throw some time changes in there. So like, and I don't even think I realized until we got to the studio that I was accenting different parts than the guitars yeah, were and, and it that. still worked together. And I was like, this is crazy cool. Um, and then there's like some seven in there too, which is just, but I don't know, that one probably it was like, it was hard, but it was really exciting to write that one for mm-hmm. sure.
0: I think for me, like I thought it, it was hard, but it like challenged me more was uh, Lay Low cause it's a softer song. And I, did, I played a piano part for that one and like no guitar at all, which like, I think this is the first time I've written a full piano part for like, I've done like little parts for other songs, but I think that was like a challenge in itself to like, cause that was technically my first instrument and then I like abandoned it for the guitar and now I've gone back to it. So it was definitely like a, a personal challenge to be like, all right, now, like, you know, this instrument, like now write it, you know, right. So it was pretty cool.
1: So just bringing it all back together from yeah. something you already knew, but you're like, you know, probably hesitant, like I would be, you know, like, Oh yeah. no, you know, yeah. so, <laughs> the, you know, get out of the jitters and, and make it happen. So, exactly um, right. and burn. So I, I'm going to say there's not a bad song on any of the EPs or the album, Burn is probably my favorite out of any of the songs, and I like Burn is, folks. If if you love Green Day, Burn is like straight Green Day vibes for me. Like <laughs> uh, that, it's like listening to to Green Day, honestly. So, I um, and I think that's what kind of intrigued me and, and um, got me in touch with you is is probably Burn because I was like, hmm, this is this is a good song. It, it's catchy and. Uh, You know, there's great vocals, you know, uh, some riffs and different things like that within the song. So uh, definitely great job on all the songs. But Burn um, has taken my number one spot uh, from all the songs that you have created so far. Um, So with just coming off a tour, um, do you have any other plans, uh, any other tours coming up and any new music that you're working on currently?
0: So we hopefully would like to get in another, like, tour of some sort in the fall like around like fest season Um, and with the new single we just released love suicide we also had recorded three other songs at that time so those will be dispersed throughout the year um, however they may so there is more new music on the horizon and then we're usually always like writing stuff too so it never ends
1: (laughs) right it's a continuous process, and the love suicide is a it's a good song as well. I for me, it's a little more mellow. Um, I don't want to say like emo vibe, but uh, <laughs> it's a lot more mellow than uh, some of the other songs uh, throughout the uh, your work. So, um, definitely a good song as well, but uh, kind of a lower not lower, but uh, you get what I'm saying. A little bit softer and and um, kind of a different aspect that we we see, and the voice comes out a little more and, and stuff like that. So. Um, definitely a a great song. And I'm glad you touched on that because that is your newest uh, release or the newest song that you single that you have released. And I would have totally forgot about that unless you had mentioned it. So thank you for mentioning that. And another question in the chat, if you could go back to your beginning, would you change anything?
0: Probably not, honestly, like, we haven't really had any horrific experiences. Like, obviously, some things go well, some things don't go so well. But like, sounds corny but you you learn from every opportunity that either is successful or fails so it's just it's all brought us here to where we are now so I think like we've I'm pretty grateful for just about everything that's happened in the past few years so I don't think I would yeah
2: yeah you live and you learn man it's just and then like every every time that we like tour do stuff like that or just talk with other bands too and try things out for our first time and try it again and then see what works. It's just like, it's all part of it. It's
1: fun. It's a never ending adventure. So being a rock star, but, um, (laughs) all right. So great questions. And let me go through the chat, make sure I'm not missing any other questions at the moment. So I am not. Um, So, and this is one I I like to ask kind of every interview um, past, or present any artist, any genre, um, if you could collab with or share the stage with, who would it be? And why? Oh my
0: God. Oh because, I have a tough question. I know there's questions. so many debates. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say like, or uh, my, my knee jerk response would be like, I don't ugh, man. I guess like, against me would again because they were the reason i like ever wanted to be in a band but like there's like so i could come up with a list of like 25 people but i'll just say that for the sake of the time okay (laughs) yeah
2: that's just a toughie yeah i mean same kind of knee-jerk instinct would be like if i could sit down with billy joe mike derrick just kind of see what happens that would be great um Cause holy cow yeah they've been they've been around for for me for a while um but like yeah i mean even like relatively younger newer artists like dude miley cyrus put out a banger yeah. of an album um yeah. of, i think it was like 2020 um so that i mean and she's i mean she's like what 30 something but still like she would be so great to collab with or like yeah just the right list you get on the it. wild
1: like i think she would be uh, a great time to hang around Like, she's just like, she (laughs) seems like the life of the party. Like, you know, you, uh, there wouldn't be a dull moment hanging with her. So Um, rock and roll intellectual, like it's great. Yeah. Um, And then Vato says, sounds like a positive growth to me, you know, to the question that uh, we recently answered, Um, if you would change anything. So absolutely. Uh, You continue growing and continue uh, expanding your knowledge and, and building your music base. Um, So if I had to go back or if I could go back, I have a couple. So, on the countryside, probably hmm, I'm going to go Garth Brooks because he's kind of the goat for me. Growing up on him, mm-hmm. uh, kind of hard rock metal, Pantera, um, and um, you know some of the newer age. I would probably go either Green Day or Kill Switch Engage. So, those would be my choices. Not that I'm playing any instruments or making <laughs> any music, but if I could interview or you know just stand on the stage with them and wave. I mean, I'm fine with that too, but uh, yeah, there's, and it's, that's a loaded question because there's so many um, mm-hmm. that we would want to obviously collab with or even, you know, have 15 minutes to sit and, and kind of pick their brains. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but yeah, so hopefully let's see Rockville's coming up um, and the lineup is obviously made for Rockville. So hopefully we can see, I know they're continually adding bands, so it'd be cool to see, uh, planet Mercury and make it to, uh, you know, um, louder than life. I know you're up, uh, upstate uh, mass. Yes. Um, so I know they have louder than life up there and in incarnation in Ohio. Um, so if you could play a, a huge festival like that, um, what would you, what would your feeling be getting on stage in front of hundreds, say 150,000 people? Would you, would you get kind of starstruck me? I would probably kind of freeze and then just take in the moment and then you're like oh okay wait I gotta play, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's like surreal. I don't, like I like to think that I wouldn't be like nervous in front of like a big crowd, but for me a big crowd would be like a couple hundred people, not like hundred fifty thousand. You know, like yeah. I think I would just be having like an out of body experience the entire time because that's just like not even tangible in my mind. Like right now, that's just I don't know, out of this world. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, man, we're, we're talking kind of mercury. It's <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, I, if you saw that many people, I would just be like, okay, well, clearly there's something going on that they're all doing. So I guess we can just like play, and yeah. this is gonna be sick. Um, <laughs> obviously, they're just like, what the fuck? This is gonna be sick. Um, yeah, that would just be insane, but very fun. To just, I mean, ju- when you get on, you plug in, you know, you shake it off after a little bit. And yeah, it's just like right. you're playing with, with your friends, and then you get the people going. It's like,
1: ooh nothing better. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, I still get the jitters. I I mean, I have trouble talking in front of a couple hundred people. So, I mean, I just, I'd probably freeze and look at the crowd very odd and (laughs) just kind of be stuck there for a little bit. So, Um, and then uh, next question. So how do you feel the internet has impacted the music industry um, prior to, you know, when, when we were younger, or I don't know, we, but when I was younger, you bought CDs, you bought cassettes or or things like that. Um, So what do you see pros and cons wise um, with the internet and Spotify and and things like that?
0: For me, I feel bad. I'm just like answering every question. Um, But I think like everything, it has its pros and cons. Um, You know, we can get our music from here to Australia in 30 seconds um but also it's hard because everyone can do that so in a way you're like not special um but obviously it's good to be able to have that ability to have the exposure um but again it's like it's so easy for everyone to do it how do you set yourself apart
1: okay fair point yeah i didn't think about that you know i was thinking you know as far as the reach you have the vast reach around the world but now like you said there's so many other bands that have formed or have come up that are doing the same thing. So I, I, I see what you're saying there. So um, any input from you, Chris? Yeah. I mean, it's
2: definitely, it's oversaturation for sure. With being like ease of access to put anybody can put tunes out there. And it's like, it's great because I think we were playing actually a show in Gainesville and one of the other guys in the band was like on stage. He said this and it, made, it was perfect. He said that there's so it's like streaming wise, and now it's great for young artists, but it sucks because there's so much good music out there. It's overwhelming. It's not that there's so much bad music. I mean, sure, there's mm. whatever you <laughs> qualify, as, whatever. But there's just so much good music out there. It's just hard to know how to get through it all, you know? So it's, uh, but you know, you can have people from all over the world hear it when they want, if they find you. So that's great. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's good and it's bad. Um, and and you gotta keep having stuff ready to go you know and kind of short bursts of holding attention you know it's it's tough especially now with technology and
1: social media but yeah instantaneous and this is kind of an off-the-wall question but do you remember your first music teacher
0: yeah yeah um Outside of school, like when I first started learning piano, I had a teacher, Mrs. Jurgensen. this is Jay for short, because I was five and I could not say that for life of me. Um, but yeah. Um, she taught me piano and is I guess I kinda like owe her my music career, if you will, because like without that I never would have like really understood that I really love music. Um, so yeah, I still see her every now and then, but that was my first the the reason I got into music, I guess.
2: Yeah. And uh, for me, I would probably say like, I mean, my dad's taught me a lot of shit from such a young age too. So, and just without even kind of realizing it, I think. um, But I mean, he's a great pianist and I think I tried to maybe learn a little bit, but mainly he kind of would teach me a couple of things on drums, but like guitar teacher, Mrs. Clark in elementary school. And then I had another one, like private guitar teacher named uh, Wally and dude, they're both great. You know? They, cause I was just like, thought I could just, oh yeah, we can play literally anything, but they would just be patient with me, you know? Um, but, and they were good too. Like this guy Wally was just, ah, oh, phenomenal. So going back and thinking back to all that stuff now that I'm really trying to, you know, do stuff with this. And, uh, it's, it's, it's cool to
1: appreciate all that learning, you know, and teaching. I had a uh, Mr. Pearson, I uh, can never forget because, uh, I got kicked out of band class by Mister <laughs> Pearson, so I'll never forget Mister Pearson. Ouch. <laughs>
0: so,
1: um, so, tell us uh, uh, one of the favorite venues you have played, or some wild stories from your tour. I know, as a band, you you have to have some wild, uh, <laughs> wild things that have happened. So,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, we for the most part stay like pretty kosher, I guess. Um, We saw some sketchy things happening this past tour in Texas. Our motel was, we thought it was in a great neighborhood. It was not. Um, There were some license plate swapping going on and just some (laughs) some people you probably don't want to make eye contact with. So that was interesting. Um, But we played, I don't know, I really liked a lot of the places we played. The Fox Lounge in Gainesville was like really, really nice. It's apparently a pretty new venue, but I would definitely go back there. Um, I don't know. I can't even, my brain's like, can't remember all the, the places we we went. Um, but that's the one that's standing out in my mind right now.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, it'd be a little sketch. You know, you walk out uh, and you're like, what are you guys doing? Oh, let me go <laughs> back inside. Oh, <Don't laughs> yeah.
2: Good old motel season. Um, yeah. Kirby, Texas. Um, yeah, so gosh, I know the first night was pretty great. Um, it started and ended like in a bar in upstate New York and like a pseudo towny college dive bar, but it's been around for a long time and really cool music lovers go there. And, uh, they had like a little stage kind of a deal and it was just, you know, really great time to have, that was like our first kind of big we're taking off tour. This is live music again. We're doing this. This is wonderful. Um, and then afterwards, somebody was like, this guy owns a record shop like right next door and you should come listen to your records there. And I'm like, dude, it's one in the morning. It's like, what are you talking about? You like, know, the owner is at your show. Like, go check it out. I'm like, okay. Is, what am I about to walk into right now? Um, but yeah, I walked over and sure enough, like this record shop was just open and like, they wanted to talk to us about tunes and our vinyls and stuff and it was just like wow this is uh this is well, what a great night you know um and we also played at a funeral parlor one night which oh, was yeah that cool. was
0: that was interesting
2: workyards <laughs> in youngston ohio it was really cool um yeah we got the tour afterwards
1: any ghoulish stories or uh you know past rock stars that joined you on stage <laughs> <laughs>
2: Didn't feel anybody <laughs> that was still there in uh cremation form. I can't remember. Oh, uh, yeah, there like was, one yeah, word, maybe his last name or something.
0: I can't, yeah, they had a, a guy's ashes that I guess just were left there. Like, and he had a
2: picture of like yeah. this guy with a fish,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. See, I would like I, uh, I, it's not that I have a sixth sense, but like, if I and and I may be making this up, but. Um, if I pass somewhere that is potentially haunted and I get, uh, sometimes I'll get a chill. Mm-hmm. So like me, that's telling me, okay, there's a, a spirit or there's something creepy there that mm, no,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: cause there's times that I can drive past a funeral or a cemetery and I feel nothing, but there's every now and then I just get this little chill with a shiver. Um, so that's my cue. Yeah. I'm not staying around. <laughs> so, um, you know, so as a band, what has been your most difficult moment
0: Um, I think, I I don't know. I think for me, like starting off was definitely tough because you have all these ideas and all this motivation, um, but nobody knows who you are, obviously. Um, so you kind of have to prove yourself without any track record to prove yourself. Um, so you just kind of have to like sneak in where you can. And obviously like, you're not going to get the best venues and the best shows at that level, but you want to, you know? So like... You just kind of dealing with the patience of like first starting out um, which now like I'm definitely grateful that we have made all the connections we have and have come all this way um because we're definitely able to like pursue more of the the opportunities that we want to like going on a three week tour was not even something imaginable five years ago, but I'm sure we could do it for like a month and a half if we wanted to you know um so I think the just the initial like waiting and and patience that it takes to like let the things happen
1: right let them form naturally versus trying to force it so i I get what you're saying there yeah all right anything for me chris or along the same lines
2: yeah that pretty much sums it up perfectly you know it's just like uh you just keep kind of getting past the the grit of it on each Mm -hmm. bit of it and uh keep your eyes on the prize you know keep grinding i'm sure there's time Fall through on the road or like trying to plan things last minute like that stinks in the moment but like you know you gotta remind yourself that's uh it's diy and the biggest thing is like all right tell like 15 years ago yourself the basis of what you're doing right now and it's like dude playing in a rock and roll band yeah yeah we made it even if it's a tour, yeah, that's like however long. It doesn't matter. It's just we're doing this for real, and it's yeah. uh, there's hard parts. But
1: yeah, I can imagine. Um, you know, it's you know, there's probably a lot of pressure for me. There would be a lot of pressure um, to perform. You know, and and at some point, it would probably mentally get to me mentally if I'm not uh, because I'm very critical or hard on myself. And I don't know if you guys are either, but like, wow, I should, I should be here right now. And it's just not, you know, so um, there's so many aspects, you know, especially in the music industry, you just have to be patient, take your time, let it work out. And it will all come together um, as seen in your last album. Um, Not a, not a bad song on that album. And um, you know, so just keep pushing um, and folks, just joining us. If uh, you like New Found Glory, Blink One Eighty Two, um, who, who am I missing? Green Day. Um, this is the band for you. Planet Mercury, based out of Massachusetts. Um, and where could we find you um, on the apps, or where could we listen to you? Do you have uh, IG uh, things like that, so yeah. the fans could get in touch with you or listen to your music?
0: Yeah, um, we are on Instagram. Is Planet Mercury Band. Twitter, I think, is Planet Mercury Mass M-A. M um, A, and then Facebook is just Planet Mercury. If you search that on Facebook, um, I, think I think Spotify. That's, oh APIs. yeah, Spotify Planet Mercury. Um, we have a cool little website uh, that's linked on all those as well. Um, so we merch. are,
2: cool yeah. Merch. There's
0: cool merch on there that's okay. only available there.
1: Um, Exclusive merch for the new single too. So yes. Do you, do you have a vinyl? Because I'm we a vinyl do. collector.
0: We do have vinyl.
1: Okay, right. sweet. I'm going to have to look that up and uh, <laughs> maybe put a special request in to get you guys to sign it so I can hang it on the wall behind me. There's a box um, right
0: behind me. So as you, you, as you see,
1: I like to collect uh, different things from all over the spectrum and, and put on my studio wall. So, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I've uh, recently found myself getting big into the cassettes again, the vinyls, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of... Uh, the, the nostalgia factor for me mm-hmm. um i didn't listen to uh vinyls um as a kid i was a little bit older so it was cassettes and then the the new thing was cd's and i remember on the school bus with the little walkman cd player yeah. Blair, and, Blair and, you know different bands so um awesome so we are at 30 minutes i know you guys are extremely busy just came off a tour um so i appreciate you guys have uh coming on the show um any final words for the, the the fans and the audience that are listening live and that will be listening in the future
0: um i mean thank you for listening to us talk first of all and um if you have listened to our music thank you for that if you haven't hopefully you like it um and we love to travel and be around so chat with us, let us know where you are and we would love to come play for you.
1: Awesome. And you can find them on IG planet Mercury band. And uh, as well as Spotify, I listen to them on Spotify, Apple music. Um, so give them a shout out, listen to their tunes. Uh, and they said uh, in the chat, Vado says, best of luck for the future guys. And, um, Thank you. So that will do that for this episode of the sloppy syndicate. And I do not want to take any more of your time. So we are going to end the show and, uh, much success to you and i will definitely be in touch to get that vinyl and uh we will speak again soon
0: thank you so so much for having us have a good night
1: everyone